Let's talk a little bit about what Jesus thought about the subject of prayer, okay? Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 8 in the Message Bible, uh, I'll give you a moment to get your notes out if you want to take notes. Uh, and, and again, if you don't want to take notes, that's totally fine too, you know, no condemnation. There is no condemnation at the chapel. How many of you know that? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and I'm all good about that. I think that the Lord would have us do things out of a heart for love for him instead of a heart of I feel condemned because I'm not doing it. Don't you think so? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you like that about your spouse? You'd like them to just want to be with you because they love you and not because it's their duty? Oh, man, some of you just got in real trouble with your spouse. Let's look the other way. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 8 says this. Be, this is the message version. Be especially careful when you're trying to be good so that you don't make a performance out of it. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. That's pretty good, isn't it? It's like, oh, when you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, I'm sure, play actors. I call them treating prayer meeting and street corner alike as a stage, acting compassionate as long as someone is watching, playing to the crowds. Y'all, I'm sure y'all have gotten a picture in your mind of somebody. Let that picture go. And hopefully you're not the person that you had in your mind when you were thinking about it. They get applause, true, but that's all they get. When you help someone out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it quietly, unobtrusively. That is the way your God who conceived you in love, working behind the scenes, helps you out. So the idea in this first portion of scripture is that prayer is personal between you and God between you and God the Father, and your access point, your entrance point, is the name of Jesus. That's our access point, the name of Jesus. But it's personal. It's between you and God. It's not, that's not to say that we don't pray when we're together because we don't want to do that. It's just, you know, we don't do it to make a show. We do it uh, strictly and sincerely because we love Jesus and we're trying to make a connection with him. It should never be used to get attention or accolades, and it can't be full of hypocrisy. There's nothing more gross than somebody who's a hypocrite and starts waxing eloquent with some Bible words, is it? It's just kind of like, ooh. You know, um, we want to be genuine. That doesn't mean if you're genuine, you don't make mistakes, because I'm genuine, and I make a ton of mistakes. I make wrong decisions, so on and so forth, but I'm so thankful that there's the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it's already cleansed me from that. Let's go on with verse 5. It says, and when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom, do you think God sits in a box seat? Man, this is so good. <laughs> Verse six, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. The focus shifts, guys, from you to it's all about Jesus. When you get into the presence of God or when you begin to pray and you feel like you make a connection with God, isn't there something that's just like, wow, it really is all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about my drama. It's not about the, the craziness that's happening, the things, the situations that are going. No, it's all about Jesus. And he knows it all and he'll take care of it. But I think the whole thing right there is we experience grace. 
That's what we are after each and every day of our lives, to experience God's grace personally for ourselves. Remember we said this a million times, but I think it bears repeating. It's great to know that God loves everyone, but it's a different thing to know that God loves specifically me. That's a whole different story. To know and understand, man, God loves me. Because when you understand, to a degree, of course, because we're all looking through a glass darkly, the Bible says, but I think there's a, a, a good portion that we can know and understand his love right here on earth. So when things come, it's kind of like, no big deal. God's got this. Well, how's he going to do it? Have no idea. Not my problem. God's going to take care of it. And I'm just going to rest and be in peace. And I know we do that good sometimes. And other times it's like, I'm not doing that very good. I'm freaking out. I'm fritzing out. And I'm calling everybody. And they're, you ever do that before? You get upset about something and you call three different people and you're venting your whole story. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I haven't even talked to God about this yet. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? Okay. Let's go to verse 7. Uh, it actually says 7 through 13, but I don't think we're, it's quite that much in the message. The world is so full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. Man, this message guy really nails it, doesn't he? They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Oh, I hate that. Well, here's the technique. Three steps to receiving blah. Eh, it's not always that easy. Techniques for getting what you don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. Guys, we cannot be prayer ignorant. So many people get freaked out and they don't want to pray because they feel like they're going to do it wrong. I think if you have a sincere, honest heart, I don't think that's the issue. You'll never get that. Because what did you do when your kid first came to you when they were real little and they were running and you told them not to and they skinned their knee up and they came to you crying and what did you say? Serves you right. Told you to stop running. Did you do that? No. You pulled them and you up into your lap. You hugged them. You wiped away their tears. You got out the antibacterial and kissed their boo-boo. You did whatever you need to do. Why? Because that's the best that they knew how to do when they came to you. And I think if we come to God sincerely, I don't think we can mess that up. Father, I'm here. I don't even understand how this whole prayer thing works, but I'm here and I just want to talk to you for a little bit. Honesty and sincerity is what makes the foundation for a good prayer life. You know, it's, it's and, and, and if you were a word of faither, I, I mean, I still have that in my background and I learned a lot of great things from it. Don't feel like you've got to go to God and make the right confession. That's the time when you go to God and you tell him honestly how you feel and what's going on and then you ask for him to help. You know, well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to get the wrong confession. I think God's got that figured out, folks. God invented the whole system. He invented the whole idea of calling those things that be not as though they were. I think you'll be okay. But we go to him. Simple truths that transcend our prayers from just words to spiritual substance. We want to go from just words to spiritual substance. Experience that grace for ourselves. So let's go on in the New King James Version. Let's, let's go on in Matthew 6, but let's look at 9 through 13. We call this famously the Lord's Prayer, right? The Lord's Prayer. And some people pray it verbatim, but that's not the way that Jesus 
meant this prayer to be done. Because it says in the very first few words of the verse, in this manner, therefore pray. So what Jesus is about to do is he's about to give you a really great outline of, you know what, I think this really makes for amazing prayer. He said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first step to prayer is coming to God and just taking a moment and say, you're God of all the heavens and the earth, and I thank you for being my God. Just taking a moment as you approach him. A lot of times we want to rush into the throne room and tell God everything that's wrong. And sometimes we just need to rush into the throne room and go, okay, Jesus, I love you and you are Lord of heaven and Lord of earth. And I just take a moment to thank you. That's the first manner that we're supposed to pray. Take time first to acknowledge and thank God. Paul did this in his prayers in Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. He did this. He made sure that he, he connected with God from a, I'm human, frail flesh. You are almighty God of all the universe. And I just take a moment to acknowledge that. And I acknowledge that you're good. And I thank you for what you've done in my life. Can I hear a big amen? amen. All right. Now, he, this is the next manner that he gives us. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The whole purpose is to get God's will into the earth. It's been said by great saints uh, that have gone before us that it seems that God can get nothing done in the earth unless someone asks him. Well, people will be like, well, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. Absolutely true. He can show mercy to whomever he wants. He can show grace to whomever he wants. But when Adam gave up the lease on the earth by choosing to believe Satan over God's words, that lease was transferred and Satan became the God, small g, he's always gonna be a small g, God of this world, okay? So now the, the system of the world is set up and the devil is behind that whole system and how that whole, whole thing works. So since he's got the lease on earth, so to speak, God needs us with our voices to ask him and invite him into the situations we're dealing with. Invite him into the situation. And, and I just have this in my heart tonight. Some of you have been praying for a situation or a person for a while now. And the Lord says, I hear, don't give up. Really feel like that's God's word to you tonight. I'm, I hear you, don't give up. So hang on to that and hold on to that. See, the gifts of the Spirit don't have to be weird. That was the gift of the Spirit, and that's not weird. It's just something that the Lord put in my heart. And now we just had a word of knowledge given so that people can be edified and built up and ministered to. And I just want you to know that we always pray that the gifts of the Holy Spirit would flow freely as we come together because that's how we connect. That's how we engage one another. That's how we engage God. So he said that your kingdom come, your will be done. The whole idea is getting God's plan into the earth. And how many of you know that peace, what we like to talk about, means nothing missing, nothing broken. If you have something that's not at peace, God wants to come in and bring peace. So that's what we do. We're praying. The whole idea of prayer is to get his will into the earth. 
Next verse, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. So we see that we first acknowledge who he is and praise him for who he is. Secondly, we're coming to him and saying, Father, we want your will in the earth and in this situation. Perfect, for instance, a building. We're believing for a building. Praise God, we, it, money's not a problem anymore. We've got the down payment because of your faithful, wonderful giving. And I thank you guys for being so uh, faithful and wonderful in your giving. But we have the, the chunk of money that we need to put down. So there was a building on Highway 27 that we had our eyes on. And our prayer was, okay, Lord, we're going to go in and we're going to make an offer. But we're praying, don't let us screw this thing up. I'm serious. That, is, that was my prayer. Lord, I want your building, what you have for us. I don't want a fake. I don't want a, a, a something that we thought was. Really want you. So I'm asking you to move on our behalf. And guess what? Made an offer. Guy didn't come back for two weeks. Finally came back and said, eh, we're just too far apart. We can't even negotiate. So I just went, I'm good. I didn't get discouraged. I didn't get upset. I'm just like, wow, that's not it. So now we'll figure what is it. So now we are still engaged in the looking. And when we get the building, it is going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. But it says, give us this day our daily bread. We should, after coming to God, hallowed be your name. Let's get your will into the earth. Father, this is my needs. Telling him your needs. Some people have said, well, you know, God, I don't know if God wants to mess with my little small insignificant things. He loves it. He loves it. He loves to help you. He loves to bless you. He loves to get good things into your life. So then we ask for our daily bread, things that we need. Second, here's another thing that we, that we do at that place of prayer. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. There is an important thing that we've got to understand is that there is not a person on this earth who is worth the blessings of God in your life. So whomever that is that hurt you, that wronged you, that did something mean, that, you know, whatever it is, make a choice of your will for your sake to forgive them and let it go. Because your heavenly father forgives them and lets it go. He forgave you and let it go. So there's nothing that anybody could do or have happened to you that is worth your blessing. So we want to stay in this place of love. When we stay in a place of love, faith works by love. Sorry, scripture I was looking for was faith works by love. So we want to stay in love because we want our faith to work. Amen? And then lastly, he says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Basically here is God, I pray that the that you would make me so aware when sin comes into my life that I'd run from it. Because what sin is made to do is it's made to take you away from seeing truth. That's what, it, that's what happens. When we sin, it, it, it causes condemnation to come on us because that's just a natural byproduct. And then all of a sudden, we don't see things right. So we want to make sure uh, that we stay away from those things because we love Jesus. Uh, 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15 in the Amplified says this, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. 
Oh man, I love that. We gain confidence when we know that he hears our prayer. Well, how are we gonna know that he hears our prayer? Praying according to his word. I do not pray, when I pray, I do not pray without the word. Somebody give me a quick sub, uh, a need, maybe something that you've needed in your life or something that you're needing right now. Healing. Father, we thank you so much right now in Jesus' name that because of the stripes of Jesus, I've been made whole and I resist that sickness and speak to it and command it to leave my body because by his stripes I'm healed. Give me another one. Finances, Father, I thank you that you, according to Philippians 4.19, you are the God who supplies all of my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I honor you with my tithes and my offerings. Lord, I stand before you and thank you right now that you provide and pay for every bill that I have. Next one. Sadness. Father, the Bible says that you give the oil of joy and gladness for my mourning. So I thank you right now, Father, that you've put in me the spirit of joy. That's a fruit of the spirit according to Galatians 5. So I thank you because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I receive that now and I command sadness to leave me in the name of Jesus. One more. A building. I love it. I love it. Now you can hear my inner sanctum prayers. Father, I thank you right now that you are the God who does supply every one of our needs. And the chapel has become a family, a, a living organism, but we need a building to be family in. So I'm thanking you right now, Father, and I mean this with all my heart. I thank you that you're leading us and guiding us to an amazing building, and we have favor with you, so we receive that in Jesus' name. This is how I pray no matter what I pray for. I always bring the word of God in. Always bring the word of God in. Not sometimes, not... Well, I know it. No, I bring the word of God to him because what does that do for me? Makes me confident, bolsters my confidence. Amen? All right, let's look at verse, um, let's look at verse 15 of that same chapter. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him. This is why we use the word when we pray. We know that he hears us when we pray his word back to him. We can count on that. Well, what if we've got a situation where we don't know which job to choose? Well, that's different. I don't, you know, I don't know that you uh, specifically have a job scripture, but I look at the whole thing. Okay, I need to make a decision. Ah, James 1.5, Lord, you said in your word, that if, if I need wisdom, I just ask and you give it to me without judging me, without finding fault me, you just give me wisdom in Jesus' name. See, there's ways around personal decisions on certain things of what you need because really in that situation, you need wisdom. So there you have it. All right, and um, in the Message Bible, it says this, and how bold and free um, we then become in his presence, freely asking according to his will, sure that he's listening, and if we're confident that he's listening, we know that we've asked for is as good as ours. I love that. How do we know? Because his will is his word. Last scripture. We'll read this to you. This will kind of set us up for next week. We're going to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit because I just believe that when you're to pray, you have to have the leading of the Holy Spirit when you pray. 
because God will lead you and guide you and show you how to pray. Um, Jennifer's been like this for a long time and, and her and Barb Michael used to pray together a lot. I, I said, what do you, what'd you pray about today? Oh, we just prayed around the world. Just around the world. They would just come and for an hour, they would just make a decision that, Lord, this is your time. What do you want us to pray? And then they'd begin to pray by the Holy Spirit. So this will set us up. We're gonna talk about that next week and I believe my wife will be ministering with me. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. The Message Bible says it this way. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs or our aching groan. The word helps, if you look at this in the King James, he helps us, actually means this, to come to the aid of, to join in helping. So the Holy Spirit doesn't, well, the Holy Spirit's gonna pray for me, so I don't need to pray ever again. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of you, shoulder to shoulder with you, and helps you to pray. And that's what we need to get into next week and look look at next week. I wanted to say that our prayer group will go uh, from 7 to 7.15 in the morning every single day all the way up to the 25th will be our last day because that's our last service. That's 21 days of prayer. I really want to encourage you to put that up again if you would, Steve, the, uh, uh, just in case you didn't get, there you go. So if you've got the number on the bottom and the access code, super simple, guys. Just get up and like, if you're like Pastor Steve, you know, put it on speaker and just go about getting ready in the morning. Ladies, you're doing makeup or whatever. Don't do it in the car. I see ladies like this at stoplights. As long as you're not doing that as you're driving, you know. Um, but really want to encourage you to be a part of it because we just really believe that, you know, the, the natural wisdom says t- anything done 21 days, it takes that long to make a habit. So we're doing it for 21 days. And the 21 days is that Saturday, the 4th until, well, actually we started it on Monday, but I believe everybody jumped in on Tuesday. So please join us. It's just a great time. And you can join in prayer. I ask people to pray. If you have something in your heart, let's pray together because we believe in collaborative prayer. And that's where we all come together and we pray together. And when the Lord puts something on your heart, you go and you pray. And that's what these new groups that we're gonna talk about are gonna be all about. All right, everybody good? Well, why don't you just take a moment real quick. I want to pray. I do want to pray. Brett, can you tell me, um, Brett's son, Ben, uh, has been in the hospital. Is he still there? Okay, Ben came home, but Ben has a tumor up near his brain. Okay, and um, they think it's benign. Is that right at this point? They think it's benign, but it's going to take a special surgeon and God knows how much money. Um, to get that surgery done because Ben uh, didn't have, doesn't have insurance. So um, Tara started a Facebook fund. You can look on there under Tara King if you'd like to help or contribute uh, toward that. But um, I just want to take a moment. I want to pray for Ben. Can we do that as a family? You know, just pray for Ben and really believe God for him. And um, matter of fact, I need to hook you guys up with Arlene because she's... Uh, She's got something going on with praying for people. She's that's anointed to do that. We're all anointed to do that, but I believe there's a special call in her life. So let's pray for Ben real quick. And before we go, Father, I thank you right now for Ben King. 
You know what's going on in his life. You know how to love him just right. And I thank you, Father, for showing your love towards Ben and ministering to him. And Father, we thank you that because your word says that by your stripes we are healed and whole, we have the right to come before you and say, Father, we thank you for moving on Ben's behalf and shrinking that tumor in Jesus' name and that tumor leave his body. We speak to it in the name of Jesus. We command you to be gone now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. I thank you for every single family represented here tonight, the amazing people that are here tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus that your favor would surround them as a shield as they go about their week, that you would minister your love. Father, according to Ephesians chapter 3, you would show them the dimensions of the love of Jesus. I pray that they would experience grace, Jesus, for themselves this week. Father, be by them and by their side, walking with them in every step of the way. And I thank you, Father, for being good to us. We love you so much, Lord Jesus, and we pray you'd be honored. We pray over the offering that is being given. Uh, Father, whether folks give however they want to give, I just thank you, Father, that we just lift that offering up to you and ask you to bless it, to bless all the households, Father. Those, um, those who give on a, regular bla- on a regular basis. They're cooperating with seed time and harvest. They're cooperating with sowing and reaping. Thank you for working on their behalf and causing an abundance to come into their household. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Love you guys. If I haven't got a chance to say hello, would you come up and say hello to me so I can get a chance to connect with you? God bless you. Have an awesome week.